Wondershare Video Converter Ultimate makes life easier by providing you with a variety of video tools. Welcome back to Beers Up Sports Talk, episode 10. D, we finally hit double digits. Big deal? Not a big deal? Who cares? We're here. All right, first up, what are we drinking? Journey to Solace, a New England IPA from Iron Duke. Stayed with them again. Beautiful. And I am drinking Vanish Valley's Pomona. (laughs) Careful there, guys. Good thing it's in the glass because of the room or the one. I love it. All right. A bunch of things to get to tonight. And we're going to start with Manny Ramirez. 47-year-old Manny Ramirez wants to be Taiwanese baseball again. Yes. What are your thoughts? Chinese Professional Baseball League. I guess he played there in 2013 for a while. Yes. He will also be 48 in a couple weeks. Yes. (laughs) So, (laughs) first of all, Shocked me that it's been six, seven, six years, seven years since he played baseball. Well, um, he last played for the Kochi Fighting Dogs in Japan, 2017. So okay, three years ago. Okay, all right, but it's been a while. It has. It's it's been a long time. Shouldn't have left you. And he and now he wants to come back, and I love that he thinks that he'd be really good for the Chinese baseball league. Because he's Manny Ramirez. This is why I love Manny Ramirez. I love like, Manny you know Ramirez. What? It's the only baseball game in town. Let me get back there. Let me get noticed. And oh, by the way, like I could probably draw some fans, which I'm sure he did in 2013. Yeah, if I remember correctly, he, that's one of the things he was quoted saying. I didn't play long, but when I was there, there were people showing up and attendance went way up. So I, I think it's a good call for him to make a little extra money. You know, I mean, he batted, again, it was 2000. 13 but he was batting 325 in Taiwan I mean I'm sure Manny can still swing a stick I'm guessing he's probably put on a few LBs along the way he's almost 50 but if he shaves his head he probably loses a few LBs so he's even that's fair that's fair but I think this is an opportunity for us to talk about how great Manny Ramirez is was Manny Ramirez and how much we appreciate I mean I again Toward the end of his stay at the Boston Red Sox, it was a little tough to watch. He had very clearly kind of checked out. The team was in a tough space. Where do you think Manny being Manny came from? Right, exactly. But this is a guy who absolutely raked, whether it was for the Indians, whether it was for the Sox, even the Dodgers. He absolutely was crushing balls. Are you saying he did not rake for the Chicago White Sox or the Tampa Bay Rays? I'm not counting those experiences in his <laughs> professional career. I agree with you. I did like, he's the guy. And so obviously the Red Sox weren't great for a long time. They got good. He was a big part. He was that first big contract that they signed yep. eight years, 160 million. He goes out there in left field, bashing home runs every year, hitting over 300, absolutely crushing it. Um, it's just like, he's the guy, he was the offensive guy when we were, starting to be good again. When the Red Sox were starting to get good, he was the reason they were getting good offensively. And yes, David Ortiz gets a lot of credit and he should for like the way that he played. Like Manny Ramirez was the guy, like he was the three hitter. He was the one that was out there year after year doing it. And I I just loved watching him. 
No, I agree. I mean, I, again, I'm a Braves fan and up until I went to Elms, I wasn't really following the Red Sox and, you know, Elms college, the girlfriend at the time was a, was a Red Sox shirt wearer and my roommate Nils, he was a Red Sox supporter, big Red Sox supporter. So, you know, we watched the, you know, the, the world series, the ALCS that Boone hit the walk off and it got me into just watching the Red Sox a lot. I, I went to more games. I, I supported them more. I got my Manny Ramirez mm-hmm. green Irish St. Patrick's day shirt. Then when he left there, I got the Dodgers one. Yep. I just, I mean, I just love to watch him hit. He's a, he's a hitter. He, he, you know, Julio. Um, Franco. Thank you. Julio Franco. How'd you know that's where I was going to go? Because he played till he was like 100 years old. Yeah. And I think Julio Franco said he wanted to play till he was 50. Um, and, you know, I think he got up to 48. He maybe got close. 49. He got pretty close. And, you know, it, maybe if he wasn't holding his bat like this, right. he might have been able to get around on a few more balls and might have yeah. made it to 50. But, you know, it's possible. Maybe Manny makes a year, you know, this summer gets to play in Taiwan. Everyone's watching. There's nothing else to watch. And, Maybe he gets a a little call to be a de- designated hitter for a season or something. You never know. That's I doubt it. it's going to happen. I know it's not happening, but it, I can dream, can I? I mean, that would be amazing. I mean, and I think that's – I think I would watch just for the clubhouse because I think that's one of the other reasons that I loved Manny Ramirez is the whole Manny being Manny. And, yes, toward the end of his time in Boston, Manny being Manny became kind of like a negative thing. But that this is the guy that played carefree – he, you know, he did what he did and, and he, and he didn't care who, who said what about, him, right. I mean, one of my favorite stories about him is, you know, the, the, the story of him driving around the Dominican Republic with uncashed checks in his glove box, probably millions of dollars just sitting there because like, who cares? Like the guys on, on a $160 million contract making 20 million a year, like he probably just, you know, that's four or 5 million. He's like, whatever. It's cool. I got enough money. I don't yeah. care. Like that guy's incredible. So like that, that's the guy that I remember is like the free spirit, playing hard, hitting the ball all over the park. And you know what, if he shows back up to this Taiwanese league and, you know, can, can hit a little bit and bring fans out and we can watch it over here. Yeah. I'll tune in. I'm there. I'm for it. Absolutely. And if, if those uh, Taiwanese shirts are for sale, I'm buying one. (laughs) Be rocking that man ram. Right. Once again, once again. All right. Next up on the agenda is we're going to stay within the Major League Baseball system. Uh, Major League Baseball has told teams that they can begin to, is it give back tickets? They can give back money. Yeah, they can refund money back. I I think it's in response to that lawsuit we talked about a couple episodes ago. Um, The lawsuit is still pending, but I think Major League Baseball is like, hey, if we get in front of this, quick enough maybe we can just not have to worry about going to litigation um, well right and we I mean that's basically what we talked about we assumed that at some point Major League Baseball is going to step in when they got the, the sense that the season wasn't going to move as as expected step yeah. in and say all right teams go ahead and issue these refunds settle with these people figure out what it's going to take and yeah I imagine everybody's just going to get their money back um, so a lot of people are getting like credits towards games later in the season with like a 10% interest on it. So like, I, I don't understand exactly what it means, but it sounds like if you have a hundred dollars worth of tickets, you get an extra five bucks for 5%. So you maybe, you know, 
that pays for the taxes. Well, that makes total sense, right? Because what they don't want to do is they they don't want to give money back because no business wants to be losing money right now. Right. On on purpose, right? And if you give give money back to these these folks that bought tickets, that's money out of your pocket that they're probably not going to turn around and respend on tickets in a couple of months. So yeah, I mean, I, I, that actually sounds like a pretty, a pretty good deal. If, if you really want to, to go to a game later on in the season, and if you can afford not to have that money come back into your, into your pocket, then getting, you know, 10, 20, 30 extra bucks in your pocket, when you go to the game, maybe buy an extra ticket for someone well, else. That's what I'm thinking, or you, or maybe even start offering like hot dog and a soda or hot dog and popcorn for every ticket that you keep or, you know, that you. Yeah. I mean, they'll, 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 they're going to try and find a way to keep the money in their pocket because the reality is these baseball teams have probably already spent the money and they don't want to have to go digging into their pockets to pay right. people back to give them their tickets back. I think you, I, what I'm kind of looking forward to is next year. I think you're going to see a lot of pr- crazy promotions for families to get them back into the stadium. I, I don't yeah. know. I, I think that's going to happen. I, I think. I do think I agree. Now, don't don't get me wrong. I don't think Fenway is going to do that. I think that place is going to be packed. I mean, no, but I think it's, it's, it's not a big place. It's not like you know a Yankee Stadium or even um, SunTrust Field where there's sixty, seventy thousand seats where you got to try and fill that. But you know, places like Baltimore, Kansas City, you're going to see a lot. They already do promotions, but you're going to see a lot more options for families. I think. Yeah, I think I think anything to try and bring people back to the stadium. Um, I think the tough part of that is I don't know how comfortable people are going to be showing up to a packed stadium. Um, well, that's why I said next year. I, I think yeah. this year is going to be tough, but next year, yeah. I think I personally think that by next year, I think people, I don't want to say they're going to be over it, but I think people are going to be like, you know what? We've done it. Either I have it or I haven't had it. And I, I think a year from now, I, I don't think it's going to be as big of a deal in people's minds. I, yeah, and, and, and we might be close to a vaccine. We might have a vaccine. There might be medicine that they know can treat it. There's a million, you know, again, we don't know, don't know anything for this, right? Right. right? And so, right. but no, I agree with you. I'm sure a lot of those teams, small market teams, are going to run crazy promotions, more promotions than they already do, just yep. to get people coming back to the stadium. And I'll tell you, I, I mean, once once we're open, I'm probably going to be business as regular or business as usual because, I mean, got to do it. What you 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 got to break out? Is that what you're trying to say? Speaking of breaking out, the NFL has announced that they will release their schedule next week or at the end of next week. Um, and they've also announced that the league is still planning to start on September 10th. Um, there's a couple other things I want to sprinkle in, but first I want to get your thoughts on. Um, you can talk about the schedule. I mean, big deal. They're going to release the schedule. Cool story, dude. But like. Bigger story is they're planning on starting the season on September 10th. Do you think that that's feasible? No. I, I just I, – I don't. I don't think – I mean, we're already – we're in – well, we're in April. Draft just happened. So, you're – I mean, if you – if we get people in to start practicing in June, then maybe. I mean, but I don't think you're going to see it with, with fans – I don't think there's any way by June 10th, I'm sorry, September 10th that you're going to have fans. Why is it late this year? I, I don't know. When does it usually start? Isn't it usually like, I feel like it's usually like the third or fourth, something like that. That's usually the first. Uh, I don't know that they want to start on Labor Day weekend. That's, that's the fair. other thing. I, so here's my thing. Cause I, when I was, when I was looking this up, I was thinking about September 10th. Okay. Four preseason games. 
and preseason, all the training, unless they cut that stuff short, unless they scale back the, 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 the training or the training camps and they scale back the preseason to maybe two of the four games, I don't see a way in which they're able to get going on September 10th. Maybe, again, in a month we might feel really different about this. Right. Um, but I don't, I don't necessarily think that they're going to be able to go full tilt with all of the summer and fall activities and still be able to start on the 10th. It just doesn't no. seem like that's going to be the case. No, I agree, which is probably why they've been talking about a contingency plan, mm -hmm. which is starting in mid-October with no buys, mm -hmm. which is a whole player safety issue that I'm sure the, the union's going to have to agree to. Right. And then you're talking about a Super Bowl on February 28th down in Tampa. Sure. Well, they've already announced that next year the Super Bowl's pushed back a week. So there are – don't get me started on what the NFL is trying to do in taking over the entire calendar year because they've already moved the draft back and the Super Bowl back a year. Um, but I wanted to throw this at you too because I also read this today. If there is no college football season, the NFL is talking about doing a premier Saturday game in addition to their Sunday games. To just complete, I know that gets you all sorts of excited. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, you might need to take that off if you're not. I mean, but I mean, that is, they would take a a standalone game. So obviously, it would have to be a good game with two good teams, and put that on Saturday, like Saturday night. How how excited does that make you? That would make myself and many many Americans really excited to be able to watch Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So let me ask you a question. Because that, that was the, the next thing I wanted to bring up. If we have this shortened training camp, if we have a shortened preseason, is it right to have Thursday games? Well, they just resigned it. I, listen, I'm, they're going to do it because the NFL does whatever they want, right? They're, right. they're going to play those games. But I just it just seems like a, 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 something that they could say, hey, listen, Let's just do those. I was just thinking, like, let's just do those games on Saturday instead of Thursday. And maybe that's something they're going to think about. But, like, yeah. I mean, I can understand what you're saying, but I don't think it would affect. I mean, it's not going to be different if they play on a Sunday or Thursday. I mean, as far as coronavirus goes, I don't know if that's what I'm you're more thinking about. Like, these guys are, are used to having a couple of months to prepare, you know, three or four months to get ready for the season. And it might be two. Yeah. Right. And so as much as I think these guys are working hard right now and working out and getting themselves in game shape, like if you've got to play Sunday week one, and then you've got to turn around and play Thursday week two, that's going to come quick. And I know it comes quick for everybody, but, and again, like I'm just throwing that out there. I have no idea what they're going to do, but I just thought it was something interesting because they're doing the Saturday thing. So maybe they, they, they tweak with the Thursday schedule. Yeah, I mean, I love, I, I, I mean, I like football. You don't like football. Do you <clears throat> love football? I do love football. And I do like seeing it on Thursdays. But at the same time, it's probably not best for the athletes themselves. Like, mm -hmm. and they could put, they're just, we're not getting the best games. Never we're, do. We're not like, and I don't even mean teams. There's some good teams that play, but we just don't get good games because no. People, and not really – early on in the season, they're usually pretty awful. They're either 6-3 to three or they're 40-38 to 38 with, like, 17 turnovers. Right. And they play with – you know, you play on Sunday, and then you play four days later. So, you get, like, a day off. You go back to practice, which you, you only do walkthroughs, 
and then you're back on the field in yeah. on Thursday. Yeah. It just your body doesn't get time to recoup. And yeah. you know, if you're gonna do that, it should be either you should probably get the bye week before your Thursday game, then you have all that time. That's the way if you're gonna keep Thursdays, I think it should be every team is mandatory to play a Thursday night game and that way your bye week is before that or something. So I mean let's let's be clear. The NFL is going to do whatever they want because they they that's how they operate. Um, it is but even the players say that. Well, right, right, exactly. But exactly. can't the? I mean, yeah, it is. I, what it is. I think the, the union is going to be very, very you know strong in what they want, and they're going to fight a lot for you know the players' rights. Not that they don't already, but I think in this weird time where we're not getting full training camps, probably, or if we do, it, it's you're not going to get the full games to play. I think they're going to have to fight for the players' rights a lot more this year just to make sure they're safe. And, I mean, we already see a ton of injuries in the beginning of the season. Right. So right. let's let's get them healthy and make sure. I'd rather, I'm more worried about them being healthy and being, being able to play in years to come than us getting to watch football this year. That's because you're a fan. The NFL cares about the product. They'll be on the field. They'll be doing what they want. Somebody oh, who may not be on the field, though. Well, he'll probably be on the field. He'll be on the field. Well, maybe on the sideline. Andy Dalton released by the Bengals today. $17 million release. Zero money against the cap. So there's no dead money here. He's not going to count against the cap. Thoughts on them releasing him. Now, I've, I've heard that the reason they released him is they don't have money to sign their rookies. Right. Which is really sad. That's. I have some thoughts on that. But... Initial thoughts on Andy Dalton released and, and where you think he might end up? I mean, I, I think we all saw it coming. You, you know, before they drafted Burrow, it, the, the writing's been on the wall. He right. he hasn't been a bad quarterback. I think he's been pretty good. I, I and he, but he hasn't been he hasn't been a stud. Like, like he's had some really good seasons. He's had some really good weapons, so he sh- he should have good seasons. He's brought them to a few playoffs but hasn't won mm-hmm. and I think that's the that's what's going to stick with him is he's never won a playoff game even though he's had some pretty good seasons there's I think there's three ways this could go he's going to get re-signed at the end of at the end of all okay. the that's interesting the free agency for a little bit less a, a lot less money probably like a, a dollar yeah I think he could get re-signed I mean they even talked about it um, and he even said nothing's final. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he would be willing to come back and just kind of mentor Burrow and, and just be there. And I think he'd be a great backup with the Jaguars for, um, for Minshew. Yep. And then I, 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 I think the Pats is a perfect spot for him. Yeah. That, that veteran behind Stidham doesn't need to start. And if Stidham starts struggling, you got someone who can throw it. Like I, so, well, I think yes, agree. But I, and but I think the crazy part of this whole thing is you get um, Nick Foles gets traded to the Bears for a fourth round pick, and both the Panthers and Bengals said that they couldn't get anyone to trade for Dalton, or and then the Panthers said they couldn't get a trade partner for Cam. Either they were asking for too much. Or Cam and Dalton just don't have the value that Nick Foles does. I, I just don't understand that. Does, I, does like, Foles only have one year left on his contract, or does he have two? I'm sorry. 
Does Foles have one year left on his contract or two? I don't know his contract. That, that's the situation. only thing that I could think of. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is kind of bananas. But out of those three quarterbacks, which one's won a Super Bowl? And I hate to say that, but, like, no, you're not wrong. the NFL is very much a league of, like, what have you done for me lately? And while Nick Foles was pretty bad, and like, actually, I mean, he wasn't very bad. He didn't even really get an opportunity to play in Jacksonville. Like, what people remember is the guy slinging it against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yep. Right? And so he had, he had that, what, four, five, six-game run when he won the Super Bowl. Yep. And then he had that crazy year where he went, like, 20 – three and one interception so right. yeah people always see those we'll see those first but I don't know and Cam gets a bum rap because he didn't dive on that fumble and you know he's the superman probably because he's black yeah. there's probably that too I mean that's yeah. part of it right but I mean the kid the guy can play as yeah. long as he's healthy so I don't I mean, know I just found it crazy that Foles could get traded for a fourth but you couldn't get a fifth for Dalton or Cam well, I think here's the other thing, right? Chicago's in a unique situation where they have a, a quarterback on a rookie contract, mm -hmm. right? And so the idea of taking on full salary doesn't seem that much. When you trade for somebody, you've got to take their salary, right? And, and where does Dalton fit in with 17 million, right? And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work backwards from what you said. The Patriots make sense on the level. I don't think that that's what ends up happening though I'm usually wrong about these things because I don't think that that Bill Belichick this year wants somebody that can come in and, and, and steady the ship. If he wanted that, he would have gone out and got a rookie quarterback and said like, listen, this is your year to learn. And again, I guess Stidham could be that. I don't think Stidham's that. I don't think Stidham is his long-term answer to quarterback. I just think that you bring Dalton into the Patriots. Then the first time Stidham, struggles people are going to say like well we let's put Dalton in so that we can win games and I don't know maybe Bill Belichick still plans to win 10 games I don't know that he wants to right yeah. um and, and and again I don't think they feel that way about Hoyer because Hoyer's been a backup pretty much his whole life but Dalton's a guy that's won games he's gone to the playoffs he's he's been successful I do think he's got kind of a bum rap from for being in Cincinnati and and for a lot you know in my opinion a, a an ownership that hasn't really done a good job in surrounding him with um, a full team that actually can do really well. I mean, that guy did all right. I mean, he wasn't, you know, he's not Aaron Rodgers, He's not Tom Brady, but he's a pretty good quarterback and he did pretty well. Um, Jacksonville makes a lot of sense. You need a backup and, and you should want a, a veteran backup behind Minshew just in case he, he falters in his second year. Again, I don't know what Jacksonville is trying to do. Dalton's a pretty good backup right? Like right. if he, if he signs with your team, this is a guy that could step in and win you games, right? It, to me, it's like Mariota signing with the, the Raiders, right? Like that's a situation where like Dalton could show up to camp and like be lights out and they could be like, well, shoot, forget Minshew. We got that guy on pennies to the dollar. Like we'll stash him for another year and let Dalton run the show. Right. Um, and then the thing with the, the Bengals or resigning was pretty interesting. What I think is like the most surprising thing of all this, and you tell me if I'm like so off base, they don't have enough money to sign their rookies, right? But yeah. they, they're releasing Dalton. Would you prefer to have a, a quarterback like Dalton that Burrow could work with for a year 
or be spending $17 million on AJ Green when you're clearly not a playoff team. You're clearly in a bit of a rebuild. You're the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. I think it's surprising to me that they are spending $17 million guaranteed dollars on A.J. Green. Oh, no. They 100% should have let him walk. And, I, not, and again, I, I'm not, probably on some level, they probably think like a couple weeks into the season, if we're struggling, like maybe we can trade him for a fourth-round pick or something. But it, like when I read that today about that they needed to save money, then why did they franchise A.J. Green? Yeah, I get that you want somebody for your quarterback to throw to. But next year, that guy's gone. He's not sticking around for the rebuild. He's right. in his 30s. He's, still got, he's got a couple of years left. He probably wants to go maybe try and win a ring because he's got all the money he needs. Why are you giving him $17 million and then saying, like, well, we don't want to pay Dalton $17 million? Hey, $8 million, the Packers will take him. Well, but, you, but, you know, that's the, I think that's the thing that, that caught me off guard today because I was like, wait, they franchised Green. And they're going to just dump Dalton. Again, I get it. You dump Dalton for $0. It doesn't hurt you. You say thank you. Green, if they don't franchise him, you know, who knows? I don't know. It just seemed like a weird thing. Like, you're going to have A.J. Green for one year while Burrow tries to figure out the system. And, you know, probably is going to have a couple of throws that go a little bit wild. And Green's probably going to get roughed up. And it just it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Again, I don't think that organization is the best run organization. I think Dalton was a pretty good quarterback for a lot of years. I think what they're I, I think they kind of mismanaged this situation a little bit. I think I'd rather spend seventeen million dollars on someone that I can get rid of at any point. Again, none none of that money is going to count against the cap. So like, if in week five they feel like Burrow's got it, they can say, "Hey, Dalton, thanks thanks a lot, but we're good." Where oh, Green seventeen million, they got to pay me. They could have even traded Dalton for like to a team that uh, a quarterback gets hurt because right. you know that's going to happen. Right. And now he's going to go wherever he wants. And that's that. Well, not wherever he wants, wherever, whoever needs him, who calls him where he wants. Quick take. Where's Cam Newton going, kid? <laughs> I, I can't believe that we're sitting here on April 30th, one day away from May and Cam Newton doesn't have a home. And I don't even know that it's close. I don't think it is. I mean, he, I, I think you were right in saying it a couple, couple weeks ago. He's going to have to take a backup role, I think, and, it, have to, and, have to beat it, and have to beat whoever is there out. And again, we, we talked about the Chargers being the most logical space just because, you know, they, they, before the draft, they right. had – they had Tyrod Taylor, but now, I mean, that's not an option. Nope. You know, right. I mean, now what he should be thinking is what quarterback coach, what head coach, what what person can I go for a year? Kind of like what Jameis Winston. I mean, Jameis Winston clearly decided I'm going to take a year, watch Drew Brees, watch Sean Payton, learn something from them, try to build my credibility up a little bit, and then come back and, and try to do it. Again, Jameis Winston's still pretty young. Right, yep. he just finished up his rookie contract. So, like, but it just like with with Cam, it's just like, where's this guy end up? What's he gonna do? Yeah, what? Who? I mean, I'm gonna look it up now. But who is uh, Kyler Murray's backup? That's probably a place. But again, like, and the reason I say that is, I mean, he gets hit so many times. They didn't. I don't know. I didn't. You know. I didn't. Other than the first round, I didn't see what else they did. Did they shore up that offensive line? Kyler Murray's small. He could get hurt. 
you know, I mean, at this point, he's going to have to take a lot of, uh, not a lot of money. So you're looking there, yeah, you're looking at. time for a lot of money. And, and it's weird because part, right. In my mind, like part of me thinks like, go there, go to Houston, go somewhere where, you know, you have quarterbacks that are mobile that could potentially get hurt. But at the same time, those are also really good quarterbacks that are going to get every opportunity. Like he's not going to get the benefit of the doubt. If that, right. if, if Kyler, if Kyler, Kyler Murray, Murray struggles, He's still not getting benched. Then like, what about – here you go. The Washington Redskins. I just don't – I mean, maybe. But, again, I think if that was but the case – You're talking about happened, a, a mobile quarterback. Coach, right? What? That's his old coach, right? Yeah. But I, that's my point. I think that would have already happened. I, but, they. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, they've got, what, Colt McCoy as their backup? Alex Smith on one leg. Um, I I just don't I don't think that. I mean, there's not really a landing spot for him. There's really not because I'm, I'm Dallas, trying to. Go Dallas could be fun. And they just. I know. I mean, Prescott's on a on, on a franchise tag. Maybe 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 he just dips after the year and they they keep Cam on. There you go. That team's going to be really good, though. I don't even want to talk there, about it. Yeah. We need to we'll probably have to have some sort of uh, NFL rankings as the season gets closer. Yeah. That, that, yeah. All right. All right. Let's switch gears one more time. Let's go one to the time. NBA. Reports out this week NBA trying to figure out what to do with the rest of the season and the playoffs. And a report came out of Golden State that Golden State basically decided, even if the, se- the season continues, we're not playing. We're just. Oh, that what they said. I didn't. I, I, didn't. I read something that they basically were like, "Yeah, we're not even gonna play." And then I, I also read, and I mentioned this to you earlier, that there that the NBA is considering not having kind of the bottom le- group of teams play the remaining games and just have the playoff and potential playoff bound teams play out. Thoughts so, on Golden State kind of mailing it in? What are your thoughts? So I read it as. Um, they're in the off-season mode because they realize that it's just not going to happen because of coronavirus. That's how I read it. Okay, that's fair. Because Steve Kerr is that kind of guy. Like, he's always been someone who's supportive of um, people's rights and civil rights and all that stuff. And I just see him being someone who would be like, you know what, there's no reason why we should be playing. I don't see it happening. So we're just going to move on. But I can see, you know, I didn't read too much into it, but now I'm thinking maybe it's just, yeah, we aren't doing well, so why should we bother at this point? Well, we haven't played in a month and a half. Right, and, and again, like, you don't want Steph to play. Nope. You don't want Draymond to play. Clay's not coming back. Nope. Probably don't want Wiggins to play because you don't want him to get hurt because you probably want to trade him. Um, and you're sitting in the number one draft spot right now. Again, it's in the lottery. They could still not get the pick, but like, if they they're not, probably going to get a top three pick. And this draft is pretty strong. Yeah. Right. Top two, three picks in this draft are pretty strong. And if they want to kind of reload, they could potentially reload with a Lamelo Ball if they wanted to, or they could trade that draft pick to somebody. As I was talking earlier before we started, like the Timberwolves and get Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. Or somebody that, to kind of put that big three back together. But is Carl Anthony Towns 
worth a number one pick. Yeah, I think in the West with LeBron, with Anthony Davis, with that stacked Lakers team, you need some type of big player. And I think, you know, again, even looking over to the East, Joel Embiid, um, and, and even with Milwaukee, I mean, they've got big guys on that team, even though they go pretty small. I, I mean, I think Carol Anthony Towns is worth it. I don't know that that's the move they make. Right. There's plenty of players out there. They could certainly go another athlete, another two, three, four in the lineup. Um, but I just, I mean, if that team lands a number one pick, good God. Like, I mean, they're, they're, they're basically given a blank check to reload, right? Oh, I agree. I mean, it's going to be tough to compete with a team with Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard when your biggest guy is Draymond Green right now. And the Rockets, you know, they did the same thing. They, got, they traded up Capella, and they wanted to yeah. just go small ball. And I you can't compete with the Lakers with that. I'm sorry. It's just – No, and I mean, I just – I don't I, – I just think the Warriors probably – and I agree with everything you said about Steve Kerr. I think that's the way that team really feels. I think they're willing to kind of say, like, it's not worth it. Again, they're not they're – not, 69 and 11 right now if they were 69 and 11 and on the on the on the cusp of another world championship they might feel a little different right they might right. be saying hey listen when we get it back out there we just want to do playoffs and go right but I think given the fact that Clay's rehabbing Steph probably is, hasn't been 100 percent they traded for Wiggins and who knows what that means Draymond's a year older and they're sitting on the number one pick. Like, they probably are just like, let us get to the lottery. Let's get that number one pick, and let's start wheeling and dealing. It'll be interesting to see. I, I just want a decision. I know we can't make – they can't make decisions like that that quickly, but, like, let's get some sports. Like, no, I t and I was, I was hoping you were going to say that. Like, I, I would really like some sports. And the reality is – both the NHL and NBA, if they come back, when they come back, it's going to be like a quick warm-up, and then it's going to go right to playoffs. So it's going to be a lot of good stuff, right? Yeah. And it's probably going to drag right into the start of the NFL season. Yeah. So you're just talking and, – and, and then you sprinkle in a little bit of MLB along the way. Like, you're just talking about, like, a summer of obnoxiously good sports. Like, well, just feed me every night. Yeah, I mean, NHL, the playoffs are so much more intense than the regular season. And, you know, we'll, I'll watch games during the regular season. But once the playoffs hit, it's just a whole nother speed. Right. The better – the first line, second line are playing a lot longer than they were in the, in the regular season. Right. So you're getting a little bit more, you know, high-quality, high-skill guys where, you know, the third and fourth lines are usually like your, your beaters and, mm -hmm. you know, your your thugs, maybe not anymore. That's not the that's not the game, but you know. No, but I think you're right, and 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 also like I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago. There's gonna be no, there's gonna be no, you know, extra days off. You're not gonna have the two days off in between games. So it's it's gonna be seven days a week. Hopefully, fingers crossed, seven days a week of like playoff sports, plus like the NFL just like on the tippy toes of you know just right there waiting to, to jump in. So like it could be a lot of fun this summer if we can get sports back, if we're going to play. Now, again, it might be empty arenas. It might be just a few people in the stands, but you know what? If it's high level sports, I'm here for it. I am too. Let's, you know, as long as it, it's safe and makes sense, let's get it done. I agree, man. All right. Episode 10 come to an end. We got one more episode. I think we got one more episode in us before we go live. Yeah. So we'll go. 
What's today? Today's Sunday? No, today is, is Thursday. Today's Thursday, so we will go Sunday. No, yes, yes. And then we'll go live on Friday. Yes. Whew, a week from tomorrow. Yeah, your birthday. Our birthday. Your birthday. <laughs> All right, man. All right, till next time. We'll see y'all. Peace.